On this week's show at Universal Orlando, take a ride on Revenge of the Mummy. Welcome to These Amazing Places Podcast. This is show number 146 for the week releasing Monday, February 7th, 2011. And we're back again in the studio. Doug is with me. This is Adam. And here's Doug. We're in the studio. And today we're going to be talking about Universal Studios in Florida. And specifically, we will be doing a ride through and speaking about uh, the revenge of the mummy attraction there. So uh, sit back, put your lap belt on, and let's go. Want to see what we're up to or you want to send us something while you're out and about? Just send us a tweet at twitter.com slash amazingplaces. Hey, why don't you drop us a line at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Have you called us lately? If not, you can call us at 641-715-3900, extension 53056, and tell us about the show. Have you seen our latest pictures at Flickr? Well, you can. Just go to our website, click on the photos tab, and it'll take you from there. Enjoy. Or you can go to flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. Book it now at theseamazingplaces.com. For more information, click on the Book It tab on our website. All right, here we are back again, and it is... Thanks for sticking with us in the cold weather, if you are listening. And for us, we, of course, we've said this many times before, living in Ohio, you get a February that's generally rough. So far, it's okay, but there's... It's a, okay. I no. mean... Yeah, it's a, been rough. It's, it's we, ice and... <laughs> we, yeah. we had talked about it in the, on the ride whenever that day that was in, in the car on the way to work. But uh, the fact that last February, I think it was, what, 16 days of straight like yeah. weather... Yeah, 19 inches of snow whether in 24 it was, hours. Yeah, whether it had hit us and then, you know, by the time roads were cleared off, another one came and it was like chaos. So hopefully we don't have another February like that. But anyway, uh, it's nice to sit and think about warm weather and warmer times. Better times. During that. <laughs> better during, times and better places. Especially when uh, you and you're snow plowing and you're in the uh, middle of the night. And yeah, and then what do I do? Everybody have to see this. I walk into where we record and Adam has put a big cushy chair in here. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, oh, great. He must just want me to sleep through the show today, and he'll go ahead and take care of business. Yeah. So I'm not sitting in that chair, though, so I'm staying yeah, away yeah. from Yeah, yeah. You're staying away from <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I would offer you coffee, but you're not a coffee yeah. drinker, so. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go from first gear to fifth right now. So. <laughs> Okay, so the mummy is uh, is a ride and attraction uh, that is in, of course, Universal Orlando. It's the Universal Studios side of it, not Islands of Adventure, and uh, it's based off, of course, the mummy, the movie. Actually, there's more than one movie yeah, now. A few of so them. probably a good reason to invest in a ride that continues because as movies come out, you still have the ride there, and people can watch it. Um, s- similar to maybe like Jaws and some others, and Although they don't always do that, like Twister, there's only one movie made, and 
that's all that's all you get and it's still out but anyway um so we wanted to talk uh we've, we've doug's got a list of some more specifics on things but we wanted to at least give an informal kind of our opinion on the ride and uh just some just some things and tips so that you know where you're gonna go when you're traveling there and when you should hit it so do you want me to just start off, or you got... Yeah, yeah, go ahead and start off, and I'll just chime in. Okay, my first thing that I would recommend, this is one of those rides that if if you are a coaster fan and you're a teenager or whatever, older uh, adult, and you're into co- roller coasters, this ride is a ride that people hit usually pretty often, and it can get very busy. So um, now, since it wasn't busy when we were there because the overall park feel wasn't that bad, and that's a great way to go when you go during the off season kind of when we went in late september but the only other big ride that you might run into a line with is the hollywood rip ride rip ride rocket and uh that was closed when we were there and even with right. that closed the mummy wasn't right now i really walk- think uh, was a walk of adventure and specifically um wizarding world is sucking the business away from the other side of the park yeah and we've spoken about that before so um, you may get lucky and may just be fine. I was when I'm talk about the long line. It was uh, 2006, the summer of 2006 in June when I went, and this ride. I think it was like a 50 minute wait. It Probably, was yeah, obviously it yeah, took, before the Wizarding World and everything was built. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's a chance that uh, you might be lucky and might be fine. I'm just kind of giving you an, an idea because there's really nothing else in Universal Studios that gives you a big, long roller coaster ride besides those two that I mentioned. Um, so uh, just keep that in mind that as you think about your planning your days ahead of when you're going and to in Universal. In case anybody hasn't remembered, to get an express pass, uh, we haven't co- we did cover this on our first shows. If you want to go back and listen in more detail, you can do that. But to, to be able to use an express pass there, you either have to stay at one of the on-site resorts or you have to purchase it. And with the express pass, it's only one use on each major attraction for each day. And you have the express pass. So. And the reason you bring this up is because this ride does qualify the, right. for the express pass. So right. that is so a lot of people might be to... thinking, well, if the line's long, no big deal. I'll use the express pass. So. I'm just telling you, yeah, you can't get it like you do the Fast Pass at Disney in case that's what you're most familiar with. And so, so yeah, I don't want anybody to kind of think that and then be su- surprised when they get there to learn differently. Yep, definitely. Um, other than that, I would say overall this is a basic roller coaster attraction. This is fun. It's a it's a really fun ride. Um, it's I think it's top speed. We this, may read later. Yeah, yeah like, we'll, we'll go through it. Um, but this uh, is really an attraction. I think that you want to go on more than once if you're in this park. Oh, I yep. think. I mean, we went on it once only because of time constraints. We actually could have turned around probably and gone back on it again. I do think that we were pretty slammed on time that day, uh, so we had to get things done and then move on out of that park and we headed off to Disney then the latter half of that day. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but anyway, I think it's a, it's an attraction but, that you're gonna like it enough that you want to go on it a second time. Yeah, but I say with it, we you still we still covered every attraction in this yeah. park, and we we got there at rope well not rope drop it's a park opening. We got there park opening and we left around three or four o'clock, and we even hit a couple rides twice, like Terminator we hit yeah. twice, and yeah. that's a show. So and we still got to everything, and that was of course hardly any weights on anything. I think Simpsons was the longest wait. Yep, it was. And that was probably, I think it was marked 20 minutes, but we ended up waiting like 30. 30 or 35, Something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, I think that's a good idea 
that covers plan I mean, for... pretty much our, our, our side yeah. of it. And so what I'll do is give you details, and then we'll do some descriptions of the ride itself. Uh, so when you do hear the audio, it'll kind of uh, you'll have a good description of what you're hearing. So anyway, let's just head into it. It is the uh, Revenge of the Mummy ride. It is an enclosed steel roller coaster. In case you didn't catch on to that when Adam was saying it. Uh, the roller coaster is based upon the popular Mummy movie franchise. It has a minimum passenger height of 48 inches, or that's 1.2 meters. Uh, the ride features three linear induction motors. Uh, in case somebody doesn't know what that is, if you have been to Disney, they use those on, um, on uh, let me think here, uh, People Mover. And uh, those motors are, there's actually three places where you'll actually feel them within the attraction. Uh, it's at the launch. And I believe there's a place where it pushes you backwards and then another launch at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Just to apply it to that, uh, it's a good thing you brought that up for the sake that this attraction, if you have back problems, those pushes are generally where the back problems could occur from. But so still, you know, it's not like a jerk. It's actually a real steady I, surge yeah. kind of that you get from it, which is nice. Yeah, this isn't a jerky, herky wooden roller no, coaster. It's very smooth. It's really smooth, and I think the induction motors really help with that, yep. using that technology. Yeah, I believe. Okay, uh, okay, anyway, the roller coaster lasts nearly three minutes and features a top speed of 45 miles per hour. That's 72 kilometers per hour. Uh, the track is 2,200 feet. Uh, let's see, featuring no inversions, which is, for me, it's nice. Yeah. Inversions I'm not real crazy about. Most of the time, they don't really add uh, to the attraction for me, but almost detract, especially on a dark ride which is more or less what this is. It does have 80-degree uh, banked turns and a 50-degree angle of descent. That would probably be at one of the stop points where you go back and then you come back out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, if you have been to the parks before, a long time ago, and I remembered this, uh, the, what used to be there previously, it was the home to Universal's landmark attraction, uh, Confrontation, which was the King Kong ride, that I think now is actually in Universal Studios Hollywood. The King all, Kong ride is out there. Although it got burned during that fire, yeah, so I'm not sure. it's open again. Is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I did hear that. Uh, which is, it's still a cool ride. It uses large, large animatronics in it, which is uh, which is unusual for a lot of the attractions now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it actually shares a name, although it shares a name with several of the same names, of course, uh, attractions around the world. The plot and the track layout are different. And so that kind of gives you a general description of... Uh, of what the ride is, where it used to be, length, height, stuff like that. I still say uh, it depends on the child if they are tall enough. It depends on the child, your child, as to whether they can handle the ride. At 45 miles per hour, I have to tell you, I didn't really feel it. So I've been on roller coasters that were uh, dark roller coasters that were slower than this, and they felt faster than this. Yeah. So it could be because of the smoothness of the ride. I, I don't know. There were so many other things that were kind of around you that we'll describe here in a little bit that I think it really holds your attention. Because there's more going on than just you riding fast along the track. Uh-huh. And so there's actually a storyline happening there's, the whole time. Yeah, and the special effects and some really neat things that happen. It's not just, oh, we'll just throw you and splat you up against the wall. Right, it's yeah. It's pretty cool. Screaming, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just go crazy in the dark for a little bit and then the ride ends. It's not that at all. It actually stops at many points, which we'll get into describing. So, you got anything you want to add to that part? I do later, so okay. go ahead and keep going. All right, I'm just going to take you into the queue and give you a little description of what you're going to see in the queue. I don't know how much audio from the queue you'll be able to add, but we'll go ahead and give it anyway. Uh, guests enter the ride by entering the massive Museum of Ant Antiques facade. 
browsing through the film setup of fictional sequence titled Revenge of the Mummy. The film's props, molds, and concept drawings are on display inside. The inside queue morphs into a 1940s archaeological dig inside an Egyptian tomb where guests climb to the second floor to board mine cars utilizing individual lap bars. I want to comment on that. Uh, the atmosphere is very much, if you remember us talking about... Actually, we haven't done it yet. Have we done Poseidon's Fury? No, we haven't. Okay. No, no. It reminds me of the cue line of that because you are in this dark tunnel and the lights are, are flickering. They're like dimming and it's like... And you see these these like ancient things and it's very spooky and dark and uh, it's not like a consistent light and you're of course weaving they do a good job with weaving people in and out of the things so it doesn't seem like you're in one big um, whatever that's called where the turnstiles are going back yeah, and forth switch like packs, yeah. switch packs yep. and uh, so because of that it, it allows you to go from a room to a room in the queue and give you a different feel each time and uh, the walls, I remember, are done very well. It's like you're they under... You make this change, too, subtly. Yeah. From it being like a museum to where you're all of a sudden in a dig. Mm -hmm. To the point where you don't really notice it. It's just kind of... It's like changing the page in the book, and there you are. Yeah, and I think they have to do that, because if you think of the outside of the building, it's got those big pillars, and you're kind of walking into like a museum-type building. Yeah. That first room that's the queue, that is the museum part. But then you're right, as you go deeper, it's like you're going into the caverns of an underground tunnel that right. takes you to the point where you have mine cars. Yeah, so they kind of so. switch the storyline on you a little bit. And you, But at the same time, you're kind of... It, it happens very easily, and it works very well. Oh, yeah. It's it's really good. So if you are bored and you're sitting there, there's there's some stuff there to at there's, least yeah, look at in movies, detail. If you watch the helps, too. Yeah. To see some of the props and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, as with most things, too, within this ride, um, uh, you'll there are humorous things. That happened along the way. I found that to be true in a lot of the stuff that we uh, rode within uh, within Universal. There's humor always thrown into it in yeah. some way or another. So it's which, it's. I mean, yeah, it's I was... not the fantasy, like what you get magical fantasy, kind of what you get at Disney. They went more like a real world kind of sarcasm, sarcastic humor a lot yeah. of times, things like that. And it's funny because I, when you say that, I think of the movie Shrek and how Shrek was kind of built in a humor for adults. Yeah. Even though Toy Story is like kid-oriented and adult-oriented, it's got some humor in it too. But there, it's it's kind of a little bit more twist onto that adult side of humor that maybe if the kids are too young, they won't get the humor. And I think that's what I think this attraction brings yeah. into it. You know that you and it and it brings it all across, even from the Jaws attraction humor to. You know that all that humor is just kind of it, it, it works well with with uh, yes. the entire park. So. Yeah, it does. It does, and, and they do that everywhere. Okay, let's see here. All right, so let's uh, taking you through the queue. Let's take you onto the ride. I'll uh, just read you basically what you're going to see and hear uh, within the ride, and then uh, you also hear. And this will give you some context to the audio that we're going to play. So it says, as the ride begins, the minecars move into another room inside Emotep's tomb, where Reggie, he's a uh, Revenge of the Mummy crew member who is missing on the set, is seen, partly mummified, and warns the riders, are you insane? You're going to hear this in the audio. Yeah, hear it very clearly. definitely. Get out of here. Uh, the curse is real. The whole place is a trap. He is after your souls. Look for the media ultimate. Oh, See, now I knew uh, as soon as I got to this. Magi. Look for the Magi symbol. Uh, it's your only hope. Uh, before Reggie can finish his uh, sentences, Emotep then comes out of a sarcophagus, shouts, silence, 
and he sucks Reggie's soul out and tells the riders, with your souls, I shall for all eternity. With your, yeah, with your souls, I shall rule for all eternity. Uh, There's also stuff that you'll hear, definitely, in the audio. Uh, the cars next move into a second room where there's a treasure on the left and right sides of the car. And Imhotep appears from the sand in front of a tomb mural and tempts the riders. So, Okay, so we have one launch already. And now the second was, launch into this area, do you think? Those are all slow. Okay. That's that slow movement between the rooms, which tells you right away they're not going to start you off by splatting you up against the wall. Right, so yeah, it moves along It's nicely. a slow storyline to start off with. Yeah. yeah. Okay, serve me and savor riches beyond measure, or refuse and savor a more bitter treasure. Soldier mummies appear in front of the treasures. The car then quickly moves into another room where the mine car hits a wall and, <laughs> and scarab beetles come pouring out of a wall in front of the riders. The car drops backwards and turns into a 180 degree circle before stopping. Emotep appears again on the screen screen above the riders and warns, not even in the Magi, not even the Magi can save you now. There is no escape. Your end shall be my beginning. Behold your fate. The car then begins to ascend the lift hill before launching to 45 miles an hour as Emotep states. Your souls are mine. Now, when I say it launches there, a lot of people might think of the launch roller coasters that you you see now, like Dragster, uh, like Rock and Roller Coaster. It is not that. Well, level. it's a good it's a good umph, but it's not like a crazy. Yeah, it's not like you feel like your face is pulling back. Yeah, it's 45 miles an hour. I yeah. guess there's a little bit of umph there, but it's you could probably simulate it in your car if you had a dry tri street and you just gunned it and you had a good beefy engine. Yeah, I mean it's. It's not horrible, but yeah. Yeah, don't try this in your Prius. No, definitely. No. <laughs> don't try this at home. Trust me. Go okay. go to the parks and ride the ride. Uh, the mine car enters through Imhotep's skull and drops through various turns past projections of mummies and fire. There are, however, no inversions. The car comes to a stop after this, and a female ride attendant appears behind a glass control booth and thanks him for riding. This is the point where you're going to hear Adam say something to me. Because you're like, like, huh? Well, you're right like, here, it's okay, like, it's so fine. you'll know where, you'll where it, we're yeah. at at the time. Yeah. Okay, but Imhotep sucks out her soul, breaks the glass, and sets the ceiling on fire while shouting, prepare to forfeit your souls. Death is the only beginning. The car then drops 39 feet, the highest drop in the ride, and goes down a winding drop until a Magi symbol appears while Imhotep shouts, no! As the vehicle passes through the Magi symbol, Brandon Fraser, if anybody remembers him, he's been in a lot of movies. He's actually the main person in the Mummy movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rick O'Connell appear uh, on a on a screen in front of them and yells at his assistants for, for a cup of coffee. If I, Adam plays this, we we kind of got stuck. I don't know if you'll use this in an outtake or whatever. We got stuck there forever while we waited for somebody to find their cell phone in front of a car. So it goes on and on and on. It's really I thought it was a funny part. Yeah. Um, Rick O'Connell is the name of his character. Okay. So Brendan Fraser oh, is the right. yeah, is okay. the actor's name, but Rick O'Connell is the actual name of the guy in the mummy in the movie. In the okay. movie. Okay. So, okay. Uh, let's see here. He yells at him for a cup of coffee. Instead, Emotap appears and hands it to him, and you'll see his arm come in. The mummy's arm come into the picture. Uh, let's see here. Appears and hands it to him, followed by Fraser. Uh, screaming up at the character. Staring up at them? Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually changed that because he doesn't just stare. He actually freaks out. Oh, he out. goes, ah! yeah. yeah, yeah. He uh-huh. screams out. Uh, the screen goes to black, and you hear Fraser continue to scream. Uh, and Emotep, you can hear his roars. And then you're directed at that point out, and it's a whole different unload area. 
so it's not like you're basically being dropped off where you took off from. So it's good attraction, great attraction, I should mm -hmm. say. Let's uh, you want to go ahead and play the audio? Yeah, now? I wanted to describe some things, but I think it would be best to play the audio now since you said all that stuff. So here you go, everybody. Enjoy the ride. So uh, hopefully the audio goes along with what we just described. And yeah. what, I actually read it while I listened to our audio back, so I think it did. 
it's it does really well. Oh, that's okay. That's why I thought this is a good description. Yeah. To, so anyway, yeah, it works really well as far as what what everybody listened to. Okay. Um, and after that, of course, you get out and you can go right into a gift shop and purchase all your mummified means of merchandise. <laughs> and in the gift shop, uh, the reason why we kind of brought that up is there's also a missing person poster in the gift shop with a picture of Reggie, who's the missing cast member or missing, what would he be? He was a missing person, basically, who works works for the museum, I yeah. think. So, yeah, so you get to see, well, you would get to see him, but... But he's not there. But he's not there. So. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we didn't mention it earlier. If you're in the Universal and you've been there several times, you maybe not be listening to this show because we're trying to get it to people who have not been there as much. Um, but you can go through the ride if you've ride it enough. In fact, if you haven't gone there, even back when it was King Kong, you can uh, go ride the ride a couple times and look for the King Kong homages that they kind of put in there on purpose because, of course, it was King Kong at one time. So... Um, but anyway, we actually didn't know that. I mean, we knew it no, was... No, I actually thought King Kong had, was somewhere else, even though I had ridden it. Yeah. At the time, I couldn't remember. And we didn't look for that, so... Uh, the park was... A lot of places was... It was a lot different than when mm -hmm. I was there, so... Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say is we didn't really describe the ride car. The ride car is a, a four-seat across by four rows. So there's 16 people riding in one car at a time. So it's a larger roller coaster... And I think that helps with those immediate thrusts and forwards and backwards. It's not like quite as like momentous, like you know what I'm saying? Like if it's a small car, you can really feel this stuff really hard. And so this, I think it helps because there's a little bit of mass to your vehicle and you're not just sitting there in a small rickety car and yeah. smashing your legs or whatever. Um, the harnesses are pretty decent. I, I'm i trying to think if there's any, like, I'm a tall person. We've said this in the past. Um, I fit fine in it, and the harness is kind of like a thick um, thick bar, so it, it fits well right over your lap. You yep. feel safe. You see, feel secure. If you're a larger person, I think you wouldn't have any problem fitting in. There are like kind of bucket seats that you're when you're sitting next to people, so you're not like sharing one bar together, which is helpful because you can push the bar down as far as you want on right. your lap. And uh, no, we didn't have any problems at all. On yeah, this. I mean, it, it's a comfortable ride. Uh, there, it's I think it's a low back. If I remember well, I'm taller, but I'm thinking it's a low back uh, seat, so it's not like it's up high. But then again, there are like those headrest things. Yeah. I forgot about that. They were comfortable though. Yeah, the entire track. I mean, they were, yeah, the, the vehicle was comfortable. Yeah. I do remember that. And uh, you know, the fast movements and going down the hills and stuff like that didn't. Yeah, it didn't attract at all. Yeah, it it I mean, wasn't. There's a lot of attractions I've been on that would do this kind of stuff, and yeah, they were so rough that it was distracting. Yes. to the attraction and this was not like that at all they so did you, yeah you did feel like looking around at the things that were going on around you instead of groaning because mm -hmm. you're in half pain from just trying to stay in the attraction yeah and i think as roller coaster technology progresses you 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 can use the word smooth and i think we've said this before on other shows of certain roller coasters like uh expedition everest over in disney's animal kingdom is smooth and it's just it's a roller coaster but it's still smooth and they do a good job with the angles this is another example of one of those yep. coasters that does a good job with it instead of being i guess you would think of rickety like a wooden roller coaster or something well, and like that, that is i mean that's somewhat the difference um uh, that probably makes it much smoother is because it is steel but i mean you can go to um uh, space mountain which is steel and a lot of people think it's somewhat rough 
So yeah, which I thought it was better on our last track, the time that we went on it. But yeah, but then again, back to you know, if we're gonna compare, Space Mountain has less people on that one car yeah. itself. So yeah. well, there's no ride induction it's a narrow motors. Narrow vehicle. There's a lot of things. Yeah, it, gravity pulls you. Things yeah. like that. But this ride attraction does a good job with that, just the car itself and riding it. So, so I guess. I'm thinking of people like Cheryl, who doesn't necessarily ride roller coasters. She doesn't like Space Mountain. This is a pretty, I mean, it's not a rough ride, but it's a smoother ride than Space Mountain, but she probably may not like it because no, it's a roller coaster. You know coaster. what the nice thing is? You kind of have those breaks in between to mm-hmm. where they continue the storyline. So it's like, rush, 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 stop. And then, okay, give a little more of the storyline. Then uh-huh. rush, 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 stop. And then, so every time you think, oh man, this could get to be uh-huh. too much, it stops. Yeah. And it, drags you back into the storyline again and shows you something that actually a lot of the uh, special effects are pretty neat mm-hmm. all the way through it. <clears throat> That's what my last comment I was going to say that if you get an opportunity to ride this more than once, first time just soak it in let let it happen and just live in the storyline. The second time around look at try to look when you're going fast around the curves and stuff to look around for the different things. I remember because I rode this in 2006 back when we first went and I remembered flames shooting out so this last time when we rode it and we went around the curves and stuff, you know, after the first hill, I was thinking, oh, I need to look for the flames. And I was trying to find them. We were going fast. Oh, man. So yeah. it was hard to catch. But at the same time, it's real fire yeah. shooting out and stuff like that. And uh, and uh, it kind of just, I don't know, gave you that feel. It's like, just one more detail to keep you in the yeah. storyline, which is what I like about this attraction. It really, I mean, it was well, it's just well themed. It's well put together Yeah. from beginning to end. Um, I've also that uh, that effect that it's in that one room. I think it's I think it's the last room you stop at where they say, "Oh, you're right. Welcome to your ride is com- to a complete stop or whatever it is." The ceiling comes turns on fire. Right, and it and really does. Yeah, it yeah. really does come on fire. It's not yeah. fake. It's real fire. And you're like, I think I even commented in the audio <laughs> to it. But it, the point is. Uh, they did a good job with with using real things to make real. You know, I do remember happen. too mentioning in the audio that I caught air. I came up off the seat a few times, okay. which was great. So yeah. expect that. And if you're one of those people that really likes that, then yeah, get you'll prepared. enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you though, I'm not crazy about roller coasters, and I really enjoyed this attraction. So if you're kind of one of those people that could take them or leave them, I think you'll love this. Yeah. So um, the other thing is that some of the some of the effects are done with digital projections like the mummy on the wall is some sometimes like a projection uh it looks great i don't think it's i don't think it was done in a cheap way or if it had been they either updated it or refurbed it so that it the projections details um weren't um you know like that vhs quality or anything old it actually looks clear and they even have an animatronic of emotep yes at one point which is nicely done yeah it's well put together um so anyway Lots and lots of stuff in this, and it's only a short little three and a half minute or whatever it is, and it's, yeah. it's but great. But by the time you add so. in the queue and all the other stuff that's going on, it really seems like it's a longer attraction. So anyway, yeah. I think everybody just go try this one. You'll really enjoy it. I really think it's it's one of the timeless attractions. I think probably one of the few timeless attractions that uh, is in Universal. Yeah. Uh, I really do believe that. So I would go on this many more times. Cool. All right. So we'll take a little break here, and we'll come back and close out the show.
Okay, another great show. Thanks for listening. Uh, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, if there's anything that we request, it'd be awesome if you pass it on to any of your friends that you think would listen to the show. And uh, of course, anything, uh, if you have any questions about anything, we'd be more than willing to research for you and get some info on you. And of course, we can go to our book page if you want to book a vacation. Um, speaking to that, we of course recently learned on our last couple shows when we recorded uh, that you can book a Royal Caribbean cruise along with the universal packages if you're looking for a land and sea kind of options. And don't forget also that Universal offers those uh, wet and wild uh, packages where you can go to water parks. You can also go to SeaWorld. And you can do all that stuff all within like that it's Universal like city deal. City something, I think, or something like that. City, I don't know. I don't remember now. And uh, like But that. anyway, you can do multiple multiple days because, as we've mentioned in the past, staying at the Universal Parks doesn't necessarily – you can't go for a long time with before you're going to be bored right. with stuff. I mean, four days is probably the max that we suggest. I think that's, so. Yeah, that's a long time. So. But uh, so adding, you know, adding a boat cruise to it or adding wet and wild water park or going to SeaWorld or checking out those other things, I think would be helpful if you're going to stay for a week or so, which I think most people go for at least a week when they go on vacation, stuff like that. So, um, you know what, too, before we end here, so I also want to tell everybody who maybe hasn't followed us on Twitter to see the info. But we have up on our Flickr site now a large amount of like video shorts. You can go on there. There's several, um, and we'll be adding all the time you're going to see. We have a lot in there. Some of them uh, are still private, but over time, you'll see more and more keep coming up onto there. And they're neat. They're anywhere from 30 to 90-second clips uh, that you can watch, and they take place anywhere from Universal to to Disney to D.C. to New York. Uh, I know like we're in the Empire State Building at the 100-second floor. Uh, I think there might be some in there from D.C. to the Capitol Building of uh, maybe of the Washington Monument. Uh, I know there's several, a bunch from Disney. And so we're just, all over the place. Just so you know, also, uh, if we, if you hadn't listened to the show a while, uh, Flickr actually has videos up. Their li- videos are limited to 90 seconds. They do have HD quality, so if you're interested in that. So what we tend to do is we'll use Flickr as our kind of our preview for a lot of our YouTube videos. So as we release more YouTube videos, I'll put up a 90-second preview of it, and you can watch the rest of it on YouTube, as you always can whenever we post uh, stuff on YouTube. But we do have several videos that in mind that I'm thinking of right now that are over 15 minutes or at least 15 minutes long. So that kind of stuff will go on YouTube, and then we'll just put that stuff on Flickr. But Flickr also has the options for search. So if you want to search individual things within our photo stream and if photos or videos, all that options are very easily, quickly and uh, easily to come by and do right there on Flickr. And a lot of those Flickr shorts, if there's a YouTube video uh, that has already been done on that short, there will be a link right in there. You can click on it. It will take you to the YouTube video so you can watch the full length thing. Yep. So that's pretty seamless and easy to use. Along with what? 5,000, 6,000 pictures. Yeah, yeah. On that site, so it doesn't so. include pictures, which you can download and yeah, then use as you wish. Yeah, they're extremely high resolution. A yeah. lot of them Some are. Of, yeah, so. uh, depending on the camera we use. But Okay, well, thanks a lot for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope you're warm where you're at, or at least thinking of warmth. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. I, the, I think I'm of always thinking of warmth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warmth and food. That's pretty much yeah, that's it for me good, anymore. That's a good idea. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Hey, enjoy your week. Enjoy the week ahead. We'll we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music all night. Show me every time. Show me some fun. Show me the podcast ride.
This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2011. Thanks so much for listening. Yay! You've got such a wet face. Look at that. What do you think, huh? Yeah? Cool. Yeah, yeah, we did. Hey, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I would have enjoyed this interview a lot more if I had got my cup of coffee! Thank you. Feel bad for the people back there. They're probably stuck somewhere. You know what I mean?